this week we're getting back into our podcast episodes. Uh, we have uh, a student that you've heard from before. His whole thing is a certain genre of video games, fighting games. But when you listen to Gavin, it doesn't sound like one small genre. It sounds like a very big genre. And he breaks down the archetypes, the styles, strategies, what kind of gamers prefer, what type of fighting game. And he gives uh, outsiders and insiders some perspective on how to play, how to be great, and um, just little things to have to know um, if you want to enter that world. So whether you are playing with Ryu, playing a little Sub-Zero, or even uh, tinkering around with the girl of many faces in, uh, in multiverses, this man has some feedback for you, and uh, he's going to tell you all about it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fundamentals of Fighting Games podcast. In every episode, we talk about certain components of fighting games. We will go over the important parts of the genre, such as patch notes, character balance, character archetypes, system mechanics, and more. This is episode two for May 26, 2023. You might be wondering about the different character archetypes that exist within fighting games. What exactly makes a certain character stand out or fit in this character's class? And how does it complement different players' playstyles? There always is an all-rounder, the go-to character when first picking up a fighting game. Obviously, if you were to choose a character that is pretty hard to master, then it would be discouraging to continue playing because of difficulty. That's why there are at least one to two characters that represent the bread and butter of fighting games. For example, two iconic characters from Street Fighter, Ryu and Ken, are beginner-friendly characters. They don't have any glaring weaknesses or huge strengths, which is perfect for new players to pick up. They're the honest type of character, one you really can't get mad at losing. Leave yourself to blame for having a skill issue. Because of their archetype, it's also very flexible for one to do well in tournaments with this type of character, since they don't have any glaring weaknesses, even without any great strengths to stand out. The all-rounder is a perfect archetype for a person to pick up and learn their game with, while still being viable enough to play well in tournaments with most cases. And next up is his owner. This is a character archetype that is extremely annoying and would always try to keep the opponent away with projectiles and such. Imagine a fly that has a gun and it will keep you away by firing it at you. You could easily squish it if you can, if you had it in your grasp, but it's bold to keep it away from its own demise. The zoner archetype is just like that. The zoner is really great at keep playing keep away with the opponents and forcing them to make decisions that can be easily punished. However, once the opponents get close, it's very hard to fend them off. While the zoner is great at keeping away, they aren't the best in terms of opening up their opponents if the player decides to play more aggressively. You have to play patient with their fast projectiles and find openings in order to counteract their zoning. However, it can be really hard to get past the projectiles if they have the strongest priority in the game, meaning durability, or have an orb-like property that the zoner can hide to protect itself. There is a reason that Gil was a really strong character in Street Fighter 2, Many pros and casuals pick to get their wins. His sonic boom was a slow but big homing projectile that Yell can get in on his opponent. The rushdown characters are the ones that like to get up all in your face and are extremely powerful at close range. Their weaknesses would usually be the fact that they don't have any projectiles and they would have to move towards the opponents to get in. They would have their neutral be weaker than other characters as they can't control the screen as well as other characters. However, once they are on the offensive, 
they could easily overwhelm their opponent with great pressure and solo mix-ups. Their character would usually have the attribute of being pretty fast as well. One example of a character being a rush town archetype is Soul Bad Guy and Guilty Gear Thrive. Not the best in terms of neutral, but once he's in your face, he does massive damage and can easily overwhelm you with his solo pressure. The rushdown archetype, while simple, is very effective for an aggressive playstyle that could put them out in the tier lists of their game. The archetype for grapplers is pretty similar to the rushdown characters. Grapplers are great up close but lacking in the neutral department. Grapplers, however, are especially slow in many fighting games. They have poor range and are generally avoided by a lot of players easily, but once they get in, it's practically over for the player. They deal powerful damage with their grasp, nearly non-reactable. Their frame data isn't the best, however, to counteract their insane reward they get for simply grabbing or attacking you. On whiff, their attacks would be very minus, and the other moves would also be unsafe on block due to their moves being very minus in terms of frame data. For those of you who are confused over the concept of frame data, think of it like this. When a, when a character blocks an attack, it's either plus or minus. When the attack is plus, it means the character can take their turn with the next move since the opposing player blocking the attack will be in recovery of the on plus move. When an attack is minus, the opposing character blocking the attack will be plus instead, giving them time to take their turn back. If it's very minus, the character might have enough time to attack their opponent in the midst of them recovering from the move they attack with, thus making it unsafe. Grapplers are usually seen down on the tier list since it can be very easy to outmaneuver them and counteract their bad frame data. However, you shouldn't sleep on them because of that, as they could easily KO you from a simple grab. That's going to do it for our episode 2. Next time we look over to the importance of netcode in fighting games, and we'll see you next time.